Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. I'm so happy to be here with you all today, and I want to give a very warm welcome to Heather Burgett, the CEO and founder of the Burgett Group, who is joining us to discuss her over 20 years of experience in crafting PR campaigns. Heather is an award-winning publicist and has represented Grammy and Oscar winners. Authors, billionaires, celebrities, consultants, experts, philanthropists, rock stars, and top brands. She's launched and now runs an online program called PR Stars, where she guides spiritually inspired visionaries, experts, and business owners into the mainstream spotlight by teaching them how to shine their unique gifts, make headlines, and gain a global audience. And Heather truly understands the obstacles and hurdles facing entrepreneurs as she has launched her own aromatherapy collection. Today, we're going to talk about how important, fast, and easy it can be to use PR to become a leader in your industry, and how one of the fastest ways to hire visibility is by securing free publicity. We'll learn what's worked from Heather's experience, what maybe could be avoided if you're doing this yourself, and not working with a PR agency, and where other brands are missing the mark. Heather, welcome. Thank you so much. That was such a lovely introduction. I'm happy to be here today. Well, I am super happy to have you here. What our listeners don't know is you and I have been chatting for quite some time and looking at different ways that we can leverage client success and find ways that they can actually secure better and bigger PR campaigns. And what I'd love to have you first off do is tell us a little bit about how long you've been doing what you do, a little bit more about your background, where you were at, and what got you to where you are today. Sure. Yeah, I'm happy to share a little bit about that. Uh, I've been doing PR for over 20 years now, and I got my start uh, on the East Coast. I think most PR people have this story of falling into PR, and that that was me. Uh, I you know, studied Spanish in college. I thought I was going to live abroad and maybe work for the United Nations or something like that. <laughs> and I signed up for an internship at a PR firm, an international PR firm in Boston or Cambridge, Massachusetts. And it turned out uh, they just had a London office. So I was not going to be using my Spanish, but that was the start of my PR career. I was an intern and we were launching America Online as a consumer brand. So this goes way back. And they kept me on, they hired me and, you know, the rest is history. I've been doing PR ever since. So uh, I guess I had a natural knack for it. I went on to the Ritz-Carlton Boston and worked in, you know, hotel business, hospitality PR. And then I hopped a plane to come out to Hollywood because I really wanted to do movie publicity. I still love movies to this day. And I did work in Hollywood for a couple of years. And the first big movie project I worked on in Hollywood was the Blair Witch Project. So talk about baptism by fire. Then I broke off and uh, decided to start my own business. I actually was taking a break from Hollywood. People started calling when they found out I was available. So I just started taking on clients and, you know, by the age of 28, had my own PR business. So I've always kept one foot in PR. I've dabbled in other things over the years. Like you mentioned, my aromatherapy product line, and I did travel writing for a while. I've been you know, contributing writer for magazines and um, had all sorts of little variations in my journey, worked in the healing arts, <laughs> have over 500 hours in training in the healing arts. So I use that a lot in my business and I was using it with my clients for years. And it wasn't until recently in the last couple of years when I started my online PR stars programs that I really started talking about that where I just realized, you know, everything we do in PR was, we, we, you know, we want to start from a persistent mindset and spiritual alignment to get the best possible results. So that's what I'm teaching nowadays. I'm, I'm working with small business owners and teaching them how to do publicity for themselves. So that's just a nutshell <laughs> version of 20 some odd years of, of doing PR. 
all condensed. I mean, you've come and you've worked at some of the giants in the PR industry down out to Hollywood, and here you are today, and you have your own very successful firm. So congratulations to you for all of your success along the way. So with PR, why is it so great for brands? Like, why is it an essential and not just something that is a, oh, maybe we should do PR? Yeah, I mean, I will absolutely say the number one mistake that I see most brands making is that they think PR is something for later, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs and small business owners, because it is an expensive proposition to engage in a a real publicity campaign with hiring an agency or some sort of a rep. Uh, So a lot of people that I encounter, they don't understand the value of PR and they think, okay, well, I'm not ready for it yet. And what PR is, is all about your image and your reputation. So I ask them, is that important to you? (laughs) And when they say yes, I say, okay, then it's not too soon for PR. (laughs) Because everything this day day and age is about marketing and branding and your image and your reputation and breaking through the clutter and having a strong presence, especially in the online world. So just to start, I would say in terms of the biggest mistake, uh, is that, you know, PR is not a luxury there. When you build your business plan, there is a whole section for PR and marketing, and there's a reason for that. So uh, that's one of my biggest things out here that I'm trying to spread the word on is that what PR is, how it works and why it's so important, because it is kind of this mysterious field that people don't ever really quite understand what it is or how to get it. So that's why I'm lifting the veil now in my PR stars programs. And as they say in the business world, opening the kimono and sharing what it is and how to do it with everybody. And that's awesome. And I think I certainly have heard from so many non-clients and clients over the years, um, questions about whether PR is worth it. And the brands that are out there and the individuals who are out there who have gotten good PR absolutely understand that it's fantastic. And then you always hear from people who are like, oh, I don't know. We worked with an agency and they just didn't deliver. And oh, yeah, we got lots of exposure. But it just didn't deliver. So what is it that is success with PR? Like how can you actually open the door to a relationship with a PR agency and plan for success from the get-go and, you know, put the KPIs in place so that you know what that success looks like. So you don't have someone who's like, yeah, we spent all this money with a PR agency and yeah, we didn't really get is what we expected. Is it because, and also is it because they just didn't give it long enough? Cause it's not overnight. Yeah. And I love that you're bringing that up because, you know, one of another big platform that I have that I'm always talking about is uh, that this is ongoing year round activity. I love it when people come to me and say, well, I did some PR and it didn't really do that much. So it's, you know, because PR is not a one-off thing. PR is something that is built into your weekly, monthly activity on an ongoing basis. So the clients that I've had the most success with over the years are the ones that stuck with me for one year, three years, five years. Like we build, it's a building process. And like you said, it's not an overnight thing. So if someone has engaged with a PR agency and they did a three month push or maybe even a six month push, they probably got more than they're realizing that they got. So there's two things on that level. It's like one, what are you doing with the results? 
you know, that's so important. If you're not maximizing and using that for momentum, then yeah, maybe it is falling a little flat and you're not getting as much out of it as you would have hoped. So there's a whole element to uh, what you do with the results. And then secondly, uh, once you have some, you know, set of achievement, um, you know, some sort of markers of, okay, we've appeared in some press, we've, you know, got some interviews, we've got some hits now, you know, that you don't stop. Like now you have a foundation and it's time to keep building and staying out in the public eye through the media, appearing in the media on a consistent basis. Mm -hmm. So when you do that, you stay relevant, you stay current, people can find you. It's just paramount that people understand that, that this is not about a quick one-off thing and it's something that is integral to the inner workings of the business. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't even realize that if you want that quick one big hit wonder where you're getting something and you're seeing direct sales results right away. That's not going to be really necessarily your earned PR strategy. That's a true, you know, call to action advertising strategy that you're putting out there and you're putting a lot more money into play usually for one and you're getting it and it's giving it back and it's done. What's so great about PR is you're getting out there with your agency, your representative they're building your relationships for you. And even if tomorrow the story's not there for whomever you've now been connected with, you don't know how giant the opportunity might be in three or five or six or nine or 15 months down the line where it's going to really come to fruition and be bigger than anything you would have ever even thought of getting. Yeah. And so much of it is a build. You know, I always liken it to a snowball rolling down you know, a big hill. So it might start small, but the longer it rolls, the bigger it gets. So, you know, you want to keep that momentum going. Uh, you, a ladder is also another great analogy. When you think of your PR, it's like, it's a stepping kind of stone sort of thing, like press and press begets press exposure begets exposure. And once you have more authority and credibility and are seen more as a leader and an expert in your niche, just more and more of that comes. So, you know, it's really just about keeping the wheels moving on all of that. And so with keeping the wheels moving, you know, you often hear brands say, oh, I want print. And that's the press that I want to get. Is print as valuable today as digital or is digital actually now more valuable than that? Oh my gosh, I must have print. Print magazines are the best thing out there. Newspapers are the best thing out there. Yeah, I think, you know, print always is the thing that people really want to see, like your, you know, article in a magazine on a newsstand or in an actual tangible newspaper. There's something about that that can is irreplaceable. It's the cachet. It's that feeling of success. It's tangible. And everyone still wants that. And I would say that on some level, that still has a higher level of cachet to it. But in terms of exposure and awareness, online hits are so much better now because they are, it's global and anyone can see it or find it or have access to it. So on, there's pros and cons to both sides, but I would say, um, you know, now it is so much more acceptable for people to not get the print, like from my agency perspective, um, we were talking earlier, like people used to really uh, want the print and they'd be like, well, if you got me an online article, that's like, I don't really care about an online article. Now it's almost reverse. Like the print is awesome, but you also want it to be 
in, you know, appearing online because then you can share it on all of your social media platforms and, you know, all of the ways that we're doing digital marketing nowadays. Plus all of the SEO that gets involved with that too, because you actually are getting exposure in outlets that have a really nice high authority with Google. You're going to get your name and articles brought up towards the top when people start searching. Exactly. So that's really cool. So how does someone go about creating a big win with PR? What do they need to do in order to get that ball rolling? You know, it is a process. And after 20 years of doing this, uh, I actually came up with a formula. I realized across all the different types of clients and so many niches and industries that I've worked with that the way we always got results was the same formula. So I actually came up with my PR star formula. That's an acronym. And so those are the six steps that I'm now teaching so that people can understand what this is, how it works, what's involved. Uh, so do you want me to quickly kind of share yeah. what that stands for? <laughs> okay. I think everyone is sitting here listening going, okay, what are the six steps? I want to hear the six steps. Is <laughs> she going to tease it? Do I have to pay to get this? How do I hear the six steps? <laughs> of course. Yeah. And that's, this is something I give to everybody that comes, you know, into my realm. And um, we talk a lot about this in my Facebook PR Stars Academy and, uh, you know, just giving lots of you know, basic tools and information to help people be resourced to start getting massive results um, without even having to pay anyone anything. They're not even paying me for this information and <laughs> they're getting, go, they're taking it and running with it. Um, so I'm very happy that I have a lot of um, great, uh, I'll call them students, I guess, in my community that they take the uh, advice and they run with it and they come back with great success. Uh, so quickly, the PR star acronym is the P is for uh, persistent mindset. And I include spiritual alignment in that. As I mentioned before, like we really have to start from that grounded place of knowing what we're doing and why and being authentic with ourselves and why we're doing it uh, so that we don't end up back at the drawing board. So we, we want to start everything in life from there, but especially when it comes to your PR, because there's a lot of rejection involved in PR. It is about persistence, consistency, as I said, ongoing activity throughout the year. And then we have the R, which is for research, which is a bit of a marketing 101 kind of a step. Uh, we also get into uh, figuring out the media that you want to be targeting. Where do you fit into the marketplace? What's your core differentiator? Uh, then we move into the S, which is my favorite, which is the shine. And that's how you put your best foot forward, how you uh, package and present yourself to the media and ultimately the world. And then we have the T, which is the timeline and the PR plan. There is so much timing and strategy that goes into PR. So knowing how that works, how the mainstream media works is very important. Then we get to the awareness. So see all the steps before even come that, you know, you get to the A, which is uh, for media relations through awareness. And, you know, it's all that foundation building. And then you go out to the press, you do your media relations, you start getting your media wins, your editorial hits and media coverage. And then we have the final R, which is the results. As I mentioned earlier, what are you doing with those results? Are you building on them? Are you uh, taking the momentum and running with it? Mm -hmm. And just, you know, different uh, tips and tools of things that you can actually do to make sure that when you get those hits, uh, you are taking your business to the next level and not just letting them sit there and think that they're magical and they do things on their own. <laughs> 
And, and I think that is even with celebrity gift lounges or our product placement program that we do or different influencer programs, PR is much the same in, you know, you've gotten the big win, but what are you going to do with the big win afterwards? Because if you don't extend the big win, if you don't help continue the life of the big win, it's kind of done. But if you build legs around it, then it can keep giving and giving and giving for literally years or decades to come. Absolutely. And that's, are you featuring that win and, uh, you know, front and center on your homepage, on your site? Do you have a press room? Are you, you know, showing your PR wins? Um, are you using those across all your social media platforms? Are you reusing and recycling that same content in 30 different ways across all those platforms. Mm -hmm. There are so many things that can be done through your online marketing and digital marketing. And there is a statistic. I don't know if I'm exactly correct on it, but I think even social media posts that have a press link to them, uh, connected to them, it, I think it's like 30% more uh, engagement on those mm -hmm. social media posts. So people love to see people writing about you and articles on you. Right, because it gives you instant validation. It gives you actual authority, yeah. expert status. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So a brand says, okay, I'm going to start this. I'm going to go out. I'm starting my own PR program and maybe I'm not hiring an agency or maybe I am hiring an agency. What is the first thing you're going to advise them to do? If someone wants to hire a PR agency. Well, I think the, the thing to do is shop around. I mean, all PR agents will give you a free consultation. So you want to meet uh, as many of them as you can and see who you gel with the best. See who speaks your language, who gets you, who you actually like their style and approach. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's, it's a relationship. So it really needs to be uh, something that you feel comfortable with and you really need to trust that person. And, you know, in the PR world, we have a lot of fast talkers. So it's like, get some referrals too. Make sure you talk to someone or a few people that have worked with them before if you're really thinking of hiring them. Okay. And so how do you know if success has been found? So you've created this PR strategy, you've been doing outreach, you're getting hits. Like, how do you know if you're truly doing it right and that this is what it should be? I would say for every single client I've ever worked with on my agency side, even my private coaching clients, you know, it's different for every single person. PR is so customized to uh, each individual client, the project, the type of campaign you're doing. So one way that we kind of set goals is I always ask for what is your top 10 or top 20 media wish list. Mm -hmm. So we'll get those from our clients and, you know, right out of the gate, you know, we might not be getting them on today's show or in Vogue um, magazine, but we know that's the end goal. So we work with them until we get there or get something just like it or close enough. So they have to also hang in there. It might take a year. It might take two years. But when you're starting from a place where you don't have anything, you have to understand that it is a build. You have to be persistent and patient. And then the wins will come. And, you know, typically it's starting with making, you know, um, waves in your niche with your trade publications and outlets, local, regional press, then you move up to the national. So you also have to understand that, you know, if you've never had press before, you're not going to be on the Today Show tomorrow, most likely not saying it can't happen, but most likely it's a build. 
So just understanding the process is so key and seeing the wins along the way and knowing that those are getting to you, getting you to where you're going. Now, if you're working with someone and you're not having any results, then, you know, you might need to take pause on that relationship <laughs> and see, you know, about maybe uh, looking into finding another person that's a better fit. But I mean, we always get something for our clients. You know, even if it's um, not exactly what they were hoping for, but like the press is, it's really an organic process of working with them. So you kind of have to go where they take you because it's all about stories and what they're covering, what's happening in the world, the news that's out there and tying it in, in a relevant way. So there is a lot of ebbing and flowing and having to adjust and then maybe one pitch isn't one story angle isn't really working. So going back and saying, okay, let's try a different angle. So, you know, it's an ongoing evolution. And I look at it as like an evergreen uh, kind of a thing. Like, you know, even your press materials, those change over time. You, you're as a person, you're growing and evolving the same thing with your business. So new stories are always coming up, new ideas, and just being able to tap into what's happening out there. And, you know, you will eventually, sometimes it feels like a numbers game and it's a lot going out and not much results coming back, but eventually you will get that lucky break or that great hit. And then it's from there on, it's going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't understand the amount of time and energy it actually goes into trying to secure the press. I mean, on the client side, they're like, ah, oh, well, I don't care about the client time it takes. I just want the results. But you actually have to have faith and trust in the system that, again, unless you're putting dollars out and saying, I am going to pay for this advertorial in this magazine, and the magazine's going to jump through hoops and say, I will put you on that page in Vogue, no problem. You're going to have to do a lot in order to actually get there where they even consider to use you very organically in the magazine. Yeah. And that's, people get really confused on the whole paid media versus earned media. So, and there are a lot of uh, paid media things happening out there now that look like earned media. So there are a lot of uh, magazines and newspapers, uh, online, you know, platforms that are doing sponsored articles or native articles. And that's just code for it was paid for. So that's also about educating yourself and knowing you know, what you're looking at, what you're reading, like, was this something someone actually paid for? Or, you know, is this an editorial story, which editorial always means that you convinced, (laughs) you found a reporter or an editor or someone, you know, in the media side, a producer that thought your story was worth telling and they wrote about it, or they interviewed you and did a nice segment um, telling the world about what amazing things that you're doing. Could you end up getting PR in a magazine or digitally that is not all super, super positive about your brand? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there is always the risk when you're putting yourself out there from an editorial perspective that uh, someone might write something that isn't favorable, especially if you're launching some sort of a project like a book or a movie and you start getting negative reviews, but that's just part of the ball game. So, you know, that's also when you have a good publicist that knows the reviewers and says, Hey, you know, maybe we're not going to really pursue a review view in this outlet or with that person. Cause they're really tough on projects like this. So, you know, the more that you do your, and literally all of these things that I'm saying, like, 
people can do it themselves. So if you just research, you know, the editors that you want to have writing about you and you're smart about who you go to with your story, you know, you can figure it out yourself. A lot of people do hire agencies because they know the publicists already have that existing relationship and that cuts out a lot of the the challenge. But as a publicist, I will tell you after 20 years, I am still calling, essentially cold calling, mm-hmm. uh, new PR contacts, media contacts all the time. That's what I'm teaching my people in my inner circle is it's like, you can do this too. <laughs> so it just takes a little bit of research. Sometimes we're a bit of a private investigator trying to track the right people down and the right contact information. But it's all relationship building. It's just uh, like any other networking in your business. You know, the press just become, you know, a new friend, a new colleague, a a new person that, you know, you go to coffee with and get to know. You follow them on social media. You, you know, you build a relationship with these people so that you can have the good... press come out of it. Because especially, you know, if you have that nice relationship, then A, they might be more apt to want to cover you. Right. More likely to write a positive piece. (laughs) Um, So yes, there's always a risk when it comes to putting yourself out there. But, you know, if you're smart about your strategy and, you know, have some basic understanding of how to do this stuff, you know, you really, you'll be ending up in a good place. I mean, most press are not out there looking to rake people over the coals. There are some that love that. (laughs) So it's good to know who they are. (laughs) And things can also come up. You know, we repped a laser client, which removed hair. So that's not exactly the most pain-free procedure to ever have happen. And we would work with influencers and would work with press as well. And it worked. I mean, it was fantastic. It worked really, really well. But people would say, you know, it hurt a little having it happen. And the client always said, oh, I don't want them to say that it hurt. And press isn't going to lie and exaggerate something to make it the article really like flow better and and soften something for you either. I mean, they're going to be real. Yeah. And that's why I, you know, when I'm taking on a client, I, uh, you know, I'm a bit selective because I always say I'm just taking something that's already great and letting people know about it. So, you know, we have, there's these funny, you know, things they call us spin doctors and because there are a lot of publicists that are taking something that might not be so great and making it sound amazing. But I, you know, I like to take the high road and work with people that actually are doing really great things and making the world a better place and have a great product or service that should be out there. So, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you, you want to have something that you really are proud to put out into the world, then you're actually going to have a better chance of getting great representation because a publicist that has integrity is going to really, you know, be the best match for you. Can you share, Heather, with us any other common mistakes that you see people making with PR? Yeah, I mean, we can, we can talk about uh, just some of the examples I've had with clients that had success with. On the agency side, I would say it is people that are willing to stick with it mm-hmm. for a longer term. We've had, we pull off miracles sometimes. I say we pull rabbits out of hats and I, I don't want to promote this, but sometimes someone will come to us with two weeks you know, notice to do an event or get something out there. It's not the ideal way to do it. You know, you're always wanting to have much more time to promote something and, and do a proper PR campaign. Uh, at least six to eight weeks on a short lead, ultimately at least three uh, months. But we'll sometimes get them like these amazing results in just a couple weeks time. So, 
ideally you're giving yourself a lot more time to do that. And, you know, we've had people come to us that have never really been in the press before. One philanthropist that only had one terrible gossipy gawker story about her on the web. And she just wanted to (laughs) create a better presence because, you know, she really was doing incredible things in the world and also happened to be a billionaire, which not everyone has billionaire budgets, but (laughs) she was willing to put in the time and effort. And, you know, we did work together for a very long time. And so within a couple years, we had completely buried that terrible link or article with so much great press. And that's really when people ask me too, like, what do you do when you have negative press? Typically, it depends on the situation, but most cases it's, you know, ignore because by trying to respond to that, you're actually validating that person's opinion. So you can do sort of a, an, you know, an answer article where you maybe address some of the, the things or make statements that address it. But a lot of times we just say, you know what, let's just blow this out of the water with a ton of great press so that if someone is searching or sees that one piece or that one article, they, they look at the big picture and they weigh it with all of the other positive things that are out there. So yeah, I mean, now if you were to go to this woman's Wikipedia page that we worked with, it is just covered with incredible, you know, impressive articles from, you know, the San Francisco Chronicle to the Chronicle of Philanthropy. And, you know, we did get her into Vogue. We got her in British Vogue. Uh, And so, you know, it's just sticking with it over time. It's really just the same thing as any sort of online reputation management approach where if you're getting bad digital reviews, you're going to kill it by getting really great reviews that bury it. Exactly. Like you said earlier, like when you're putting yourself out there, there is a risk and there is going to probably be some at least mixed reviews. And that's, we're used to doing that. I've done a ton of film campaigns over the years. Not everyone's going to love no, what you have to put out in the world. Are actually more genuine and more authentic. And if it's a mixed review, there's still a positive to it. Exactly. And that's what we do. We highlight the positive. <laughs> and oh, by the way, there's <laughs> a little bit of a mixed, uh, you know, comment in here. But overall, this is a fantastic review. <laughs> so is there anything you want to share with our listeners so that they can learn more about how they could actually learn from you with PR stars and where to sign up and get more information? Yeah, I'd love to invite people to join us in my Facebook community, the PR Stars Academy. Obviously, you can just search PR Stars Academy on Facebook to find us there. I'm gifting everyone here. I'd love for you to download my pitch template that helps you get into major newspapers. And that'll really get you started on your PR journey, whether you're going to be hiring someone to do it for you, or you want to think about doing some of this for yourself. You really need to understand just some basic things about how PR works. If you download that, that will really give you some great info and resources. Uh, Also access to my uh, PR resource library and my member hub, which you can have lifetime access to. So that's a gift for me to everybody listening. And if anyone really has more questions or wants to connect on a deeper level, they can just email me at heather at prstars.net. That's awesome. And then all of our listeners can find this information under our show notes on our website page for the podcast. Um, So we'll definitely be able to share that there. And Heather, you know, I want to just say thank you. I really do appreciate your time and the lessons and insights that you've just given to everyone. And I'm sure we will have chances to chat again and dive deeper into PR and PR strategies and how to make it successful. 
Yeah, I'd love to come back anytime. And just, I would say parting words of wisdom or advice is just don't wait until tomorrow. Start today. It's never too soon to start your PR because you want to be coming from a place where you're managing the conversation so that you're putting forth your message in the way that you want it heard in the world. So for anyone that really is interested in getting some PR moving in their business or having some support from a really seasoned PR person, I do have my PR Stars Inner Circle, and that's a membership group and ongoing uh, continuity program where every month they get trainings and access to resources and templates and support and materials that will help them have some wins in their business on the PR front. And I think the biggest objection I usually get from people is like, oh no, something else for my to-do list. I don't have time, but really it's such a concise amount of information that I'm giving out every month. So it's just a little bit to make sure you're moving the needle forward in some way, even if it's only putting in an hour to a month on this activity that you actually are starting to see some results, which is happening for people in the community. And also to know that if you have an intern or a marketing assistant or someone working with you, a, a virtual assistant, they can start, you know, enacting and taking part in some of this activity and helping you get the work done. So it's really not as hard as people think it is. It's just knowing the steps. That's awesome. And I've seen your system and it is actually a very good one. So it's something that people should check out. Oh, thank you so much. You are very welcome. That is a great summary. (laughs) Thank you, Stacey. 